Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. If you believe there is a higher way of living, can I get you to raise your hand? Because this isn't it. There is still more for you to give. There is still more for God to pour out. There is still more for you to sow in your life. There is a higher way of living this morning. God is not finished with who we are. He's not, he's not called us to stay where we are. Do we believe that? Do we believe that this morning? If you don't believe that this morning, you didn't raise your hand, we might as well just pronounce you dead. And we'll have a service for that after. Because God is never intended to leave you where you are right now. If you are stuck where you are right now, I want you to say out loud, He is a way maker. He is a way maker. If your thinking is stuck right now, I want you to start to speak into the spiritual realm, into the spiritual realm. He is a way maker. Start to declare this over your life. He is a way maker. Yes, He will. The title of message this morning is, I'm going higher. Higher living. Higher living. Higher living from where I am right now. Higher living in my thinking. Higher living in my giving. Higher living in my sowing. Higher living in my serving. Because He's a way maker. Here's a way maker this morning, church. Well, today's message is going to be biblical. That's, that's a good start, isn't it? It's going to be biblical. There's going to be lots of scripture. It's going to be practical and it's going to be simple. That's good. That's what we like. So our goal today is to say, uh, I'm a successful person, but I'm going to be more successful in Christ. Can we say that? Can you turn to someone and say that? I'm going to be more successful. God is going to take me to a much greater place than what I am today. We need to believe that who we are. Because it's the foundation of everything that we are going to talk about today. Faith doesn't operate in the realm of possible. Faith does not operate in the world of I can do it myself. Faith doesn't operate in the realm of I'm the way maker. Faith doesn't operate in the, in the realm of, I can do it. Isn't that tough? Don't we all do that sometimes? Hey, I can do this. I'm going to walk through this on my own. I'm going to build on my own strength. And the way gets dark, the way gets dim, the way gets challenged. I get tired, you get tired, and our faith starts to diminish. And we stop looking to God and stop looking to Him to be the way maker. And we start looking at the problem. We start looking at circumstance and the way seems impossible. So can I just say this morning, church, that faith doesn't operate in the realm of possible. The quality of your thinking will determine the quality of your life. I know we all know that, but sometimes it's good to hear this again. The quality of my thinking, what I think on, how I think about it, the things that I allow my mind to say, will determine the quality of my life, good or bad. You think bad things, you think, grumble, grumble, grumble. Guess how you're going to feel? Grumble, 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 grumble. Come on, is anyone with me this morning? Am I the only one who does this? No, come on, we need to discipline our thinking now to God. You are the way maker. Yes, He will. Come on, you are the way maker. I don't understand this situation, but now the possible has to shift into the impossible space where God can operate. Do you get that? 
where the possible has to shift to the impossible place of faith. This is what faith is all about. How many of you thinking, how many of you really believe that God is a generous God? Come on, give me a wave. Do you believe God is a generous God? Then He has more for you. If you believe God is a generous God, then today we're going to go a little higher than where we are. I believe God's a generous God. You know, there's over 30 scriptures in the Bible that says we are made in God's image. So what does that tell us? We are got to be generous people. There's no one clapping that one. You haven't got to be quiet now. We've got to be generous people. If we are made in the image of God, and God is the way maker, then we need to be God's way maker on earth. Come on, we've got to be generous, generous people. We need to live a generous life. And I'm not talking just about money. I'm talking about sowing into people, sowing into what you do. Whatever gifts, skills, talents you have, use it for God. If you're not using your gifts, skills, and talents for God, who are you serving? Who are you serving now? Come on. We're going to make the possible. We're going to take the impossible and put it into the realm of faith now. And we're going to take a gift. I played the guitar for myself for many, 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 many years. I served myself. All kingdom and glory come unto me. Until God said, I didn't give you that gift. I didn't give you that talent to serve yourself. I I gave you that gift and talent because you were called to worship me. You were called to worship me. Now, you are going to go higher today in your thinking because whatever skill, gift, or talent you have, God has called you to worship Him with it and stop worshiping yourself. Is that tough? Is that a bit tough this morning? Come on, come on. Who are we called to serve? Jesus, 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 amen. I was almost reminiscent of Pastor Lee. (laughs) Awesome. It begins with God, a recognition that God is a generous God. If you believe that God is going to take you higher, we need to recognize that God is generous so you can be generous. We need to remove all fear. We need to remove all control because fear and control stop you from living in faith. Let me tell you from experience, you live in fear, you live in control, you'll never move forward. You'll never discipline your mind unto freedom in Christ. My first thought is you can't outgive God. Now, I've got, I've got a bunch of uh, scriptures here. I'm going to read through really quickly. Uh, but I just want, to, I want you to hear how beautiful they are. Psalm 100, verse 5. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal and always and forever. Isn't that beautiful? It's just beautiful. The next one, Psalm 145, 16. I love this. God is generous to a fault. God is generous to a fault. He'll lavish you, your favor on all creatures. God is generous. He is a generous God this morning, church. Who believes that God is a generous God? He loves you to a fault. He loves you unto death. He loves you to a fault. The next one says, Deuteronomy 15.10 says this. And here God speaks uh, to us about the lifestyle we need to live. Because if we are made in His image, He's called us to live. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. 
the way you handle matters like this triggers God. Your God's blessing in everything you do, all of your work ventures, there are always going to be poor and needy among you. Stop, underline, and exclamation mark. So I command you. This is not a, hey, if you feel like it sort of thing. I command you. Always be generous. Open purse and hands. Give to your neighbours in trouble and poor and hurting neighbours. What's God called us to do, church? Come on. What's God called us to do? This is a going higher moment now. It's called to be generous. Called to go beyond. Called to serve Him with the gift and talent that is given to you. What does it mean that it triggers God? In other words, God sees how you respond in your heart with the blessing that he has poured upon you. When God, who's been blessed by God? Come on. I've been blessed by God out of my socks to the point where I don't know what to do with myself. But he watches how you take that blessing and you either keep it or you give it away. And it triggers his heart when you go, you know what, God, I'm a conduit for you. I'm a conduit of your love. I'm a conduit of your faith. I'm a conduit of everything that you have poured out upon me. It triggers his heart. And, and why we, we need to understand this is because if you can be a faithful servant in this, what do you think God's going to do? He's going to continue to pour out more and more and more. Remember, Luke 6, pressed down, shaken together, running over. This is who we're called to be. So I command you, live a generous life. Give it away, give it away, release it, release it, release it. And if you've got a mind of fear and control, it will hold you from being this person who God wants you to be. I was going to bring some props, and I, I thought not. Now, I've got many shovels. <laughs> we all know what a shovel is. It's got a head on it about this big. And we shovel the blessing of God out. We shovel it out, we give it out. But God's got a shovel too. And God's shovel is way bigger than your shovel. God's shovel is the size of this room. You might have a tiny little shovel like this and you're shoveling out all you can, as fast as you can, as hard as you can, serving who he's called you to be. But God's shovel is like, hey, 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 hey. Just try and understand for a minute. If you continue to do that, I'm going to continue to dump truck on you. Fear and control needs to go. Fear and control needs to go. Understanding that God is God and fear and control needs to go. It can't be part of generous living. It can't be part of, God, I'm just going to serve myself. It can't be that. You can't stop for a minute and go, you know what? I'm going to keep this little bit for me. It doesn't work that way. God is a patient God. How big's your shovel this morning? How big's your shovel this morning? I want you to think in your mind and picture in your mind right now, how big is your shovel? How much of your life are you pouring out to serve others? In your gifts and your talents, in your workplace, in your schools, in your homes. How big is your shovel? How big is your shovel? And then I want you to stop and think, God, my shovel can never come anywhere close to you. God, I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. I'm letting go of control. I'm letting go of control. I'm letting go of control over my 
broken family, over my challenged siblings, over my parents, letting go and control over my workplace, letting go and control over someone else's success. Is that a tough one? Letting go of control over someone else's success, someone else's blessing. When you see someone that's more blessed than you, I want you to remember how big is my shovel. Maybe they're just giving it away. Maybe they're just letting go of it better than you and I sometimes. Because God has called us to be generous people because we serve a generous God. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. If you really want to know what an oxymoron is, someone that claims Christ as their Lord and Savior, that says that we serve a generous God, but is tight-fisted. That's a tough one. Hey, I didn't write this stuff, right? This is, this is out of the Bible. Just saying. God is an abundant God. Can I get an amen, church? God is an abundant God. He's not close-fisted. He's not stingy. It doesn't match. It's not incompatible. It's, it's incompatible. Can everyone do something for me right now? I want everyone to put their hands out in front of them like this. Close your fist. Open your fist. Close your fist. Open your fist. Close your fist. The good thing is if you live with a closed fist, you've got all you're ever going to get. You can't receive with a closed fist. You can't. You can only receive with an open palm. You know where the open palm starts? In here. Right here. It doesn't start here. It starts in here. It starts here. God, who do I serve with my gift and talent? Am I serving me or am I serving you? Am I going to pour my life out unto serve you with all that I have because you get a bigger dump truck than I do? You know, we see miracle after miracle after miracle. Miracle after miracle in this platform right here. Years and years and years ago, we have put prayer request after prayer request after prayer request after prayer request and we have worshipped upon it and worshipped upon it and we have seen miracle because of the faith that we hold true to the, to the risen Lord of Jesus Christ. You will never see a miracle with a closed fist, with a closed heart, with no faith because you're living in the realm of possible. We need to take our possible realm and shift it into the impossible are we going high this morning, church, with our thinking? Come on, are we going high this morning? I see people exactly like this every day, every single day, walking around with a closed fist, grumbling about what they don't have, grumbling about how hard they have to work, grumbling about where God has placed them, grumbling about the position that they're in. Instead of going, God, you're a generous God. Lord, I walk in your faith and your favour. Lord, I walk in the realm of possibility. Father God, how can I continue to sow blessing on people? Father God, with what I have is what you have given me. I will serve you. I will serve you, Father God, with everything I have in my home, everything I have in my pocket, and everything I have in my heart. Because closed-fistedness starts in here. It, it then transfers to here. And then outworks here. Likewise, generosity starts in here 
come on, generosity starts here. It doesn't matter how much you have or what you have. It starts here. It transfers to here and goes here. Can you see the principle here? God is a generous God. Do we believe this this morning? Do we believe that God is a generous God? Okay, then we need to start going, I'm going to shift some of my thinking around fear and control around who owns stuff. Who owns stuff? Philippians 4, 8 verse 9 says this. Summing it all up, friends, I'll say to you, uh, you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise and things not to curse. Putting to practice what you have learned from me and what you have heard and saw. What is this a mindset of? What is, Jesus, oh, is Paul telling us here? Release. 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 What am I thinking on? I'm thinking open hand, open heart. Open hand, open heart. Father God, I just pour blessing up. Bless that person. You know, the greatest thing that you can do, let me give your life lesson right now. When someone has offended you, when someone has challenged your world, just start to go, Father God, pour blessing on their life. Father God, I release that issue to you. Father God, I'm giving it to you. I will not let the devil get a foothold in my heart because it will stop me from serving you. It'll cause me to be stingy. It'll cause me to be closed-fisted, withdraw. And you know who won? The devil. The devil wins because you're not serving God and you're offended. And you can't serve with an open heart when you have offense in your heart. I know this is tough for some people to walk through. I 100% get it. But God's a generous God. You and I are made in His image. And we are called to be generous people. We are called to live a generous life. We choose the position we live in. We choose where we live. We choose to live in a position of freedom and blessing where God has got a massive dump truck, or we choose to live in a world of closed-mindedness and closed-fistedness. That is your choice. That is not God. That is not anyone else. That is a faith problem. Are we living in the world of the possible church or the impossible? Do we serve a God of the possible, or do we serve a God of the impossible? The God of the impossible, amen? We serve a God of the impossible. Paul teaches us here, we should choose what to think on. Choose what to think on. Choose what goes into your mind. Something comes into your mind, you have a choice as to whether you accept it or you reject it. That is your choice. You know what? This is what I need to speak over my life. Father God, thank you, Father, for what allowing me to walk in your blessing. Thank you for your salvation. I will condition and discipline my mind to walk in what these words tell me to do. Think on things that are lovely, holy, pure, great. Because this is what we're taught to do. Amen? Because this is where we walk in a generous place. Because you're locked up, you're done. You can't be generous. We need to become a person that lives in the abundance of God. This is a discipline again. We choose. Where am I living? I might not have a can of baked beans in the cupboard. 
but I still live in abundance because my eternity is secure. I live in abundance because I have the Spirit of God in my life. I live in abundance because I can speak life and joy and hope and peace and all manner of things into people's lives. I might not have $2 in my pocket, but I still walk in abundance. I can still walk hungry and say, Father God, you are a generous God. You saved me from the pit of hell. Father God, you put within me words to speak life and hope and blessing over people. Father God, I believe that you are a generous God. That is a choice. That is a choice. Generous living is a choice. My second thought is this, that we are a team. We are a church of lifters. We are a church of lifters. You know, the leadership team here and everyone here is a church of lifters. Your role in God is to take someone from where they're at to somewhere where God wants them to be so someone else can continue that journey. That's generous living. You're a lifter. Can you just say to yourself, I'm a lifter. I'm going higher this morning. I'm going to put out of my mind this morning the things that don't uh, uh, cause me to live a generous life. We have a calling. Every one of us has a calling unto Christ to be lifters in God, to take people from where they are to where God has called them, to a place of possibility and potential. Can you see possibility and potential? Can you see possibility and potential in your life? Come on. Does anyone see possibility and potential in their future? Come on, start to raise your hand if you believe God says that you have possibility and potential in your future. He is not finished with you yet. We're going somewhere today. You will never be the same unless you choose to be the same. Possibility and future. Possibility and potential. God's got a dump truck. You got a shovel. What are you doing with your shovel this morning? I've got some thoughts about seed. I've had people say to me all the time, what should I do with my future? What should I become? What should I do? I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I know this. I hear Pastor Dave speak on seed all the time, and it gets into who I am and how I think. It's such an incredible thing. The ground, can you say this? The ground will not produce for itself the ground cannot produce without seed the ground cannot produce you know what the ground produces without seed weeds when we sow first thing we need to see is that the harvest you know pastor Dave says this all the time i'm not interested in tomorrow People say to me all the time, what does my future look like? I've, I've come to the place where I say, your future looks like the seed that you sow today. Your future looks like the seed you put in the ground today. You know what? Tomorrow's not promised. I'm sure every single one of us in this room knows people that have been lost to the world, lost, are gone, that we've lost them. Your future's not promised. But the harvest tomorrow is promised by the seed you sow today. God has called you to be a generous liver, a generous giver, and a generous servant because he's got a dump truck church. He's got a much bigger uh, 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 bag of blessing than you could ever pour out of your life.
And the more I give away, the more I work, the more I serve him, he has never left me wanting. He has never left my family wanting. I've never gone hungry. I've never stopped except when I have stopped and got stuck in fear and control. There is freedom in abundance. You're called to be an abundant liver, church. The soil communicates every day. Bring me your seed. Don't bring me your need. Bring me your seed. What soil people are crying out for your seed? Where can you sow your seed? What people are crying out in your world? Where can you sow your seed this morning? You are called. You're anointed. You're appointed to sow seed. You're anointed to sow seed. You're anointed to sow seed. God will bring someone along in your life to sow seed into. You've got to start looking for possibilities and potential where God is opening up your eyes. If you've got a closed-fisted mindset, you will never see it. It will pass you by. You'll keep your seed that you have in your pocket and say, this is mine. This is my seed. It was never your seed. God put those seeds in them, anointed, appointed, Holy Spirit-driven. Holy Spirit come. Is He a waymaker this morning, church? He's a way maker. Is he a generous God this morning, church? Can we say, yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know, I don't doubt people with need. I don't. I see people in need every single day. I doubt who God is in their life. You've got a pocket full of seed. When they can't see God, you become the testimony of the blessing of God. When they can't see God in their circumstance, when they're reaching out, you become the testimony. Marketplace is set up to be a testimony. It's a testimony of who Christ is. It's a testimony of the generosity of who God is. It's a testimony of who we are. This church is a testimony of the seed that was sown years ago. You're sitting in your chair because a seed that was sown in the ground years ago. You are. Can you start to see that God is a generous God? All this exists because a seed that was sown in faith. Because God is not a God of possible. He's a God of impossible. Do we believe it this morning, church? How's your thinking going? Come on. You're called. You're anointed. You're appointed. Let me ask you a very simple question. It's rhetorical, so don't answer it out loud. It's actually an IQ test. Don't miss this one. How many of us would like to live a life of generosity where it was pressed down, shaken together and running over to the point where all you could say is, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Come on. Can I get up? Raised hands here. Who wants to live that life? I want to live that life. Everything I sow, everything I do, everything I think, everything I speak, everything I say, has got to be wrapped up in the seed giver.
your future will look like the seed you sowed today. Can you just think on that for a minute? Number three, where to attract people in the Lord. 1 Peter 4, 7 talks about this. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all else, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Here's where I want to lean into. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as God's steward of grace, varied grace. We're called to be givers. We're called to have a higher thinking. We are called to serve each other and we're called to be stewards. You're anointed. You're appointed. Set out into the world. Where are we this morning, church, in our thinking? Come on. Who's going higher this morning in their head? Come on, who's higher this morning? Who's a servant of God? You become the testimony. You're the testimony. You're the testimony. You're the testimony. Can you say, I'm the testimony this morning? I'm the testimony this morning. An abundant lifestyle makes people hungry for God. Do you know that? You don't need a stitch in your pocket. But if you live an abundant lifestyle with an abundant mindset, you become attractive to people. Why are you so generous? Why is it? I know you don't have anything, but you just have a generosity about who you are. Because you live an abundant lifestyle. You live with a, a generous God. God's got a dump truck. You've got a shovel. Your hand is open. It's not closed. And you live in abundance because God has poured out his life upon you. If you earned $800 this week, how much of it's God? All of it. If you said in your head, 80 bucks, you understand tithing. If you said $800, you understand lordship and stewardship. God is a generous God. God's a generous God. We need to continue to give it away. Release it, release it, release it. If you've got a challenge in your world right now, release it. Release it, release it, release it. God, pour your blessing out on this challenge. Pour your blessing out on here. I believe that you are God. I believe in who you are. Pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out. Shovel as hard as you can, church. You want to walk in God's anointing? Shovel. Start shoveling. You can start tomorrow at Marketplace. We're pouring in concrete safe. Start shoveling, church. You want to start shoveling? Come see me at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'll put you to work. When you start shoveling, it hurts. Because you're moving from a place of fear and control to a place of impossibility. God, you're, you, you make all these things possible. And you become the testimony. By the way, when you start blessing people and pouring out your anointing and start being God's, uh, 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 God's testimony and walk in generosity, you're doing what Jesus did. Jesus loved people. Jesus anointed people. Jesus poured out his generosity upon people. You want to be like Jesus? Be generous. 
You want to be like Jesus? Be a seed sower, not a need grower. I want you to take those needs right now in your life and just smash them into the ground, release them to God, because they are not of God. Your need is not of God. We live in a world where anything is possible if you have the faith to believe that God is bigger than your problem. I got problems. I got some big problems. But I tell you what, my God is way bigger than these challenges. I stand here and say, Father God, I release that to you. I release it to you right now. I am not going to let fear and control get into my heart. I'm not going to let the carnality of this situation detract my faith from who God is. I'm not going to look at the circumstance. I'm not going to look at the challenge. I'm not going to look what's right in front of me. I'm going to close my eyes and say, God, bless that person. Anoint that person. Father God, thank you for using my seed. I'm giving my seed out of my pocket. I'm opening my hands. I'm opening my heart this morning. Because that's what Jesus did. Number four. Generous living means that we receive more than we can ever imagine. You want to you be that guy? Proverbs 11 says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Can you see a theme in all of this? You know what God's telling us to be? Generous people. The world of the smaller gets smaller. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Luke 6, come back here. Give and you will receive. Say it with me, church. Press down, shaken together, running over. Press down, shaken together. We're going to give you back in full. But let me explain full. Press down, shaking together, running over, and poured into your life. Poured into your life. Do we believe who Christ is? Come on. Do we believe that the blood's enough? Is the blood enough, church? It has to be. There's, if you're saying no right now, hey, we need to have a chat. The blood is enough. The blood gave you access to a generous God who gave you seed to sow so you can grow. I'm a poet and I know it. Don't sow need. Sowing need will get you nowhere. Sowing need will steal your faith. Sowing need will steal your thinking. It'll rob your heart. Sow seed. Last one, number five says, we live out of a God-created life. Matthew 5 says, you are kingdom subjects now. Say, I'm a kingdom subject. I'm a citizen of heaven. You are kingdom subjects now. You are kingdom subjects now. We're going to live higher this morning, church. Our thinking's going to be higher this morning, church. You know, all we need to do now is live like that. Live like a kingdom subject. Live like a prince who has the inheritance of everything. Live like a prince of a king who has inherited everything. They don't stop and think, oh, my problems. They stop and think, it doesn't bother me because my father's the king. Come on, who are we taking with us this morning? Is your father the king this morning? Yeah, he is. He is. We need to live out of our God-created identity, living a generous, generous life, and generosity towards others. The way God lives towards you.
We're under the lordship of Jesus Christ this morning. Once I understand that God owns everything, everything changes. We need to understand that God owns everything. Everything changes. Everything changes. It no longer belongs to me. I don't need to care about it anymore. I don't need to worry about it anymore. All I need to do is go to my father and go, Dad, I need some blessing. Look, no worries. You've still got blessing in your pocket. How about you give it away, then I'll give you what you need. Come on, stop holding on to that blessing. You were never called to be a small conduit of God's blessing. You were never called to that. You were called to be a great conduit. You were called to be a great blessing unto others with all you have, all that you have in you. No matter what you can do, no matter what you can serve, no matter where you can serve, no matter what you can give. And if you can give, give. Because giving empowers others to be able to serve God. If you can sow, sow. If God has blessed you, pour it out. There is no greater time like Christmas where the ground of this world is open to receive the seed that you have in your pocket. There is no other time in the year where the ground is ready to receive seed. Now, often the only reason we struggle with money is you think it's yours. I don't know, that's it. All I've got to say about that. It belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to God. This building belongs to God. Your friends belong to God. Your life group belongs to God. Your lordship, your leadership belongs to God. No, we don't own any of it. We're just stewards of it. Amen? Do we serve a generous God this morning? Okay, is our thinking a bit higher this morning? Malachi says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. This is the only time that God actually challenges and says, test us, test me. Why? So there is food in my house. And he says, put me to the test. To rebuke the devourer. Don't you love that? Why does God say, test me on that? Because money is usually the hardest thing to release to his lordship. If, you're going to, if the church has hurt you, release it to the lordship of Christ. If you've been hurt and you're like, oh, release it to God. You don't serve church, you serve God. Release it to God. Stop letting offense control who you are. Fear and control will be your absolute withdrawal from what God's got potential and purpose in your life. It says, tell me if I will not open the windows of heaven. The windows of heaven. I don't know how big those windows are. I've installed many windows. I guarantee they're way bigger than the windows I've ever installed. God's got a dump truck church. You got a shovel. You got a shovel. We're going to close this morning. And I'm going to ask you a question. How many here believe that these scriptures are for you? That God is a generous God? 
that God is a generous God, that He's got blessing and abundance for you, that He's called you and He's anointed you and He's appointed you for great things, for greater things this morning. If you believe that, let's stand to our feet this morning. If you believe that God is a generous God and He's got blessing for you, I want to pray for you. I want you to raise your hand. Father God, I'm going, to call, I'm going to pray blessing about on these people. Father God, I thank you for their faith. Father God, I thank you for their faith right now, Father. I call them, Father, to the purpose and the potential that you have for them. Father God, we release offense right now. Father God, I pray blessing over their life. Pour your blessing. Open your windows right now. Open your windows, Father God. Father God, we release our offense to you. We release our seed, Father God, into this world. I release it to you, Father. Blessing, 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 anointing, anointing. Anointing right now, Father God. Pour it out, Father. Pour your anointing out in Jesus' name. Pour it out in Jesus' name. Father God, we plant seed right now. I want you to picture where you're going to plant seed this week. Father God, in offense, I want you to plant seed right now in the middle of that offense. I want you to start to take hold of that vision and look for the future. Look for the harvest of tomorrow because we're going to start to plant seed in this world. We're going to start planting seed today. Today's seed is going to be planted. Release it in Jesus' name. Father God, I just pray blessing over every single life here. Every single one. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if you don't know the seed creator, I want you to raise your hand real quick because there is so much blessing waiting for you. You've just got to reach out and take it. I said last week, there's two things that need to happen. One, you need to be bold enough to ask. And the second thing is you need to be bold enough to step out and receive. Isn't that right, Darius? You've got to choose to receive. What you choose matters. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.